You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Possible to try to Brother, carry out a conversation. I, I, uh, I subscribe to the WWE Network nine ninety nine a month. Oh wow! I, so I get the pay per views for that. People are coming to you. People usually, if you're buying it on pay per view, you have to pay like fifty bucks. But oh this God, was this was network exclusive. This wasn't uh, on pay per view. This was net, network exclusive. Oh, so yeah. But yeah, dude, pay per view. You want to pick up one of those shows, those sporting events, sports entertainment. Sportings. Uh, it's going to cost you about fifty, sixty bucks nowadays. Yeah, even for wrestling, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah even Sorry. for wrestling. Well, I know, like, I know the pay-per-views, like, you know, what was it? Bless you, Jeff. What was the name? Ronda Rouse. The big, Ronda Rousey? The big fight. Is that what it is? Yeah, Rousey? Ronda Rousey. I guess I've only seen it in print. I haven't heard anybody. <laughs> there's there's a Y it. in print, too. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Why did I think her name was Ronda Rousey? Because I don't follow the uh, the sport. I don't follow the sporting. You, you, know, you should listen to MVP on I the Next Wave Radio Network. I do. <laughs> featuring Danny and Matthew, where they talk about all kinds of things. In fact, Sarah and the baby were on like the latest episode. Oh wow, you guys are just making the podcast around. Well, huh? they in fact they did MVP. Harper did MVP before she did the editing bay. Uh what? Yeah, dude. You little traitor, Harper. <laughs> That's it. No more. Uh so no, yeah, we did the the SummerSlam thing. That was fun. Stephen Amell, Arrow, jumped in the ring with Stardust, the son of Dusty Rhodes. Uh <laughs> Do you know who Dusty Rhodes is? I don't is? know any of these names. Yeah, I just, right I'm like now. looking at you and you Something are a about blank slate. Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> You're just like sitting there like, I'm pretty. And, uh, I'm Joel <laughs> and I'm pretty. Just keep talking. I'll nod my head and back Aww, like I understand. Thanks. You but, called me pretty. Yeah. I'm blushing. <laughs> but not on his face. Yeah. Bleh. Bleh. Uh, this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, sometimes they're bad movies. And sometimes they're undiscovered, underappreciated gems. Or movies that you know very well, like in this case. Yes. Uh, that we've decided to go back and watch. And then we come back here and talk about it. Uh, on the mic, so that way you, our lovely listeners, can kind of take part. And you can always talk back to us on Facebook, uh, in the Facebook search bar. Just put in the <laughs> editing bay, find the one with the bleeding eyes, and that's where you can talk back to us and uh, let us know what your thoughts are about what we've had to say or, or the movie that we've been watching and the movie that we watched for this week mm. uh, because we're kind of doing that whole back-to-school thing. We yeah. did Toy Soldiers last week mm-hmm. uh, where a school gets shot up. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not appropriate. Well, this week we watched another movie about a school where somebody decides to let loose some gunfire there was in the a, auditorium. Yes. So maybe kind of closer to the mark than we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yay! Featuring uh, Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and the other guy. And that dude that nobody knows anymore. <laughs> Alex Winter, the only other movie I know that guy was in was in The Lost Boy. He oh, was it wasn't like, that, wasn't he? He was one of the vampires that ran around with Kiefer Sutherland. He quickly pivoted to directing, and is still a, a director, does some, some short films, yeah. and a little underground stuff, so yeah. he's making a name for himself. You know, can you name me something he's nope. directed? absolutely not. Exactly. Alex Winter's movie, I wonder, that's what I wonder, he directed. Well, he did do the sequel, Bogus Journey, Bill and Ted's Bogus Wait, Journey. Wait, did he direct? No, he no, didn't No, 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 he didn't direct it. I mean, oh, okay. he was in it. Right, like, we're right. talking about what else has he done? Yeah. All things Bill and Ted. All things Bill I'm and sure Ted. he voiced the cartoon character. The cartoon, as well, didn't yeah. He? he did the mocap for the Bill and Ted Game Boy game. <laughs> Wait, I can't tell if you're kidding or not. No. Is that true? Dude, they, they didn't do mocap for a Game Boy game. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> 
which I had. I had that. Did you really? Boy. I watched the cartoon, man. I did too. Bill I, and Ted's Excellent Adventures. I don't. That's all I remember. From I it. don't even remember that part. Uh, like yeah, making that song up. So this was your pick. This was my pick. I remember loving this movie. Well, love's a strong word. I really only saw it like <laughs> I two times. Liking it, but not not ready for a serious commitment. <laughs> Have five, yeah, taking on a couple dates maybe. Wait for that third date. Get the, that's right. Maybe get the third base. Mm-hmm. Get lucky. But uh, <laughs> but then I get like kind of embarrassed and I didn't want to be tied down to, that's to right. one movie. Got to move on. I'm a rambling man. <laughs> time to ramble. Uh, no, I I remember Papa liking was it a <laughs> when it came out, and of course I was about that age. I was probably the the prime demo that they were going for. Uh, what is it, 89 came it out? 88, 89 mm-hmm. that this movie came Actually, out. Actually, I think filmed it. It had a little trouble getting off the ground because, once again, this was another film where the production company went bankrupt in the middle of it. We have a history of doing these types of movies on the editing bay because uh, it's usually good fodder for a movie that could have been great, not so this great. This wouldn't have happened if the American government hadn't kidnapped my fodder. We're <laughs> <laughs> getting back to last week. <laughs> Sorry. That my just... fodder. My fodder. Okay. So there was uh, this. This studio went bankrupt. Studio went bankrupt. <laughs> went fucking random. So it took another year to uh, to to get little Bill and Ted off the ground. Uh, nobody had any faith in it. But then, yeah, uh, made for ten million, raked in forty million at the box well, office. So uh, kind of a, a bit of a sleeper hit because nobody expected. If you saw this on paper, if you saw this script, came across your desk, you're a big uh, highfalutin uh, studio exec. Do you greenlight this film? Uh, I don't know because as I'm sitting here watching this movie, it plays out like. An after-school special yes. that they decided to make PG-13. Right. The, it, it felt like a precursor to the Night at the Museum movies uh-huh. where it's like, this is going to be educational, but it's going to be fun for the whole family. Oh, right. This one, maybe not so much the fun for the family <laughs> part since there's like uh, <laughs> a lot of questionable material. Yeah, and Bill like lusting after his after uh, stepmother, stepmom. the, the uh, Oedipus complex that he says he has. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's okay. I have a minor Oedipal complex. <laughs> uh, uh, a joke that I didn't get when I saw this, surely the first time. Oh, there's there was a lot of stuff in this movie that I, I originally saw this movie on a plane to Hawaii. Uh, wow. my, my family and I, we were going. My, Humble my, brag. My mother, no, not really. This was <laughs> it was one of. It's like I've been to Hawaii twice, and both trips were tragic. Oh no! Uh, so don't go to Hawaii, this anybody. Was when, my takeaway: just don't take me to Hawaii. Mm, okay. uh, done and done. This was when my mother ended up uh, marrying my first stepfather, mm, mm, and uh, yeah, they yes. kind of surprised us with it. Like what? we're going to get married tonight. Like, they did that in Hawaii. Yeah, when you're already there, captive yeah. audience. Yeah, pretty mm. much. Did, how well did you know the guy? Because I know you weren't a fan. Uh, I, I thought I knew him fairly well. Oh, that was you always think you do. Yeah, <laughs> and then the it's beatings. Like, it's like that movie, Domestic Disturbance, with uh, Stallone. Not Stallone. No, it's with, uh, uh, Travolta. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's right. Oh man, let me in the house. The, the wounds are too fresh. Mm. Uh, what the fuck Sorry. was I talking? I don't know. Just oh no, I saw couch. this movie. I saw this movie on the plane to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. Uh, we were on this big seven forty-seven, mm-hmm. and big old I, I, remember, I, couldn't, I couldn't see the screen, so I really couldn't tell what was going on. But I could hear the movie. Oh, that's so, the worst. It was. It was kind of the worst. And meanwhile, there's like this band, like just chatting it up and burping and like picking their noses out and playing craps and stuff. And uh, and we finally land in Honolulu and we go to get our luggage and all the, these this band they're like so obnoxious and they're rude and their crates come riding off the uh, coming around on the baggage claim. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's right there on the thing. Red hot chili peppers. No way. Yes. You were on a plane to Hawaii <laughs> with Flea uh-huh. and uh, Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Kiedis. 
yep. and those other two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> the chili peppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chili and pepper. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was the first time I saw Bill uh. and Ted's, well, kind of saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was then. Yeah, I don't think that counts, actually. It, it was Because you said you heard it and didn't see it. Yeah, I heard it and didn't see That's it. It's usually the opposite of how I watch it. It wasn't until like about a year later that I actually got to watch the movie. And I liked it a lot. For what it was, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It played to, to me, to, to our demo. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back to it now, yeah, I've got a lot of problems with it. A lot of problems I mean, with it, too. It was uh, a little forced. It, it, it's, it seems forced. Uh, it, it's, it wasn't as fun as mm. I remember this movie being. Yeah. It, it felt laborious. Like, I couldn't wait for this movie to end. It's only 90 minutes long, dude. Uh, and I couldn't wait for oh, it to end. Oh, I didn't hate it that much. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just couldn't wait for it to end. I was just... I, 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 the entire movie, I remember. It's like I remembered everything that was coming up. Yeah, and it kind of diffused the moment. It it would diffuse it. So I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I know that's about to happen. I know Joan of Arc's about to. Why are they even in a mall? Why did they go no, to the mall? Why did I any have of this? No idea. They went. Why, why did, did anything happen in this? movie? Well, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That ultimately is what I have a problem with in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back to it later when we talk about what this movie did wrong. Okay. And it's going to be the structure or the base of just the plot. Completely weak. This movie is built on a house of cards. Yeah. And, uh, and you sit there, and if you think about it, even for just two minutes, this movie is about a guy, Rufus, played by George Carlin, mm-hmm. goes back in time mm-hmm. to help Bill and Ted because they have to, have a, they have to do their history report. Got to fail And them. this is a crucial time. This is where they could, they, they split up or the, the whatever. Yes. And he this has is the to, John Connor right, moment. He has to make sure universe. that this doesn't happen. So he supplies them with this phone booth that goes through time and so they can collect all these people from history so they could do their report. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Obviously, Rufus lives in that utopia future yeah. where everything turned out okay. Mm-hmm. So why the hell does he have to go back in time? This okay. So this movie does not fall into the Back to the Future category or or any other time travel movie where they've really kind of thought out how the space time continuum works. Yeah. This one, the theory in this movie is there's one timeline and <laughs> everything happens on it, uh-huh. regardless of what happens in the future. You're from the same future. There's right. one future. There's well, and, and the thing is, they're sitting there in like seven hundred years or seven thousand yeah. or seven hundred years in the, in the future, to be exact. And the guy sitting on the chair is. Is what does he say? He says, "The time is drawing near." Bill and Ted, the time. You talking about Fat Arsenio Hall? Yeah, Fat Arsenio Hall, who I think was the black guy from Mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Meshach Taylor. Yes. Wow. He says. uh, You're not going to be props for pulling fucking Meshach Taylor out of my ass. No, I'm not impressed, man. Wow. (laughs) What does it take? If I had a list of things you pulled out of your ass. (laughs) Uh, No. So he says something along the lines of the the the. The time where they are to split or whatever is right. drawing nigh, but like you're 700 years in the future. Mm-hmm. If it was going to happen, it already happened. It obviously didn't. So why? Why are you even worrying about this? Why is this? How even do they happening? even know? The problem with this movie is that it's that thing that that catalyst that sets this whole thing in motion. If you want, have somebody like do it Terminator style. You mentioned John Connor. Mm-hmm. Have it Terminator style. Well, someone from the future goes back to the past to try to fuck it up. And that's why Rufus goes to try to help them out. Yeah. That something's going on. No, they ended up doing that in the sequel. I was just going to say, I feel like, and there were things that I thought I remembered from this movie that it turns out aren't even in this one. They're in the sequel. The whole climax where they're, who are they doing battle with? There's some guy from the future, right? We're talking about the sequel now. Yeah, the guy who was in Lethal Weapon 2, the diplomatic immunity guy. Yes, And so there's that great scene at the end where they're kind of... 
which is, is also kind of a retread of a scene from this movie where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this, but then I'm going to hide something here. Yeah. But And they realize, oh, there's only one person can win this battle and go and set all this stuff up. I thought that was kind of clever. Um, but yeah, I totally thought it was in this movie and not at all. No. Because there's no conflict in this movie. There's, there's Really, the conflict is they between, might feel a between, class. Between Ted and his father. <laughs> yeah, he, pretty he much. He doesn't want to go to military school. Yeah. But the... Uh, and that's why... This is not going to be a popular opinion. Uh-oh. From a story standpoint, mm-hmm. structure, plot, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is a stronger movie than this first one. You, yeah, yes, probably. Yeah. Because there, there's a... a in, an antagonist. There's some some things that they have there, to overcome. There's, they're there's, not just collecting Pokemon through uh-huh. history. There's there's a journey. There's an actual point to their journey. Yeah. Whereas with this one, there was no point. Yeah. If anything, what we learned is that Bill and Ted don't learn anything through the course <laughs> of this movie. It's supposed to be that Bill and Ted finally gain some knowledge yes. and do their history report. And instead, what they do is kidnap a bunch of people from the past, and we don't see any kind of butterfly effect from that. No, like when they would come back to the to the present, and like, like it would nice it'd be nice to see like little subtle changes that because Napoleon wasn't killed or because Billy the Kid wasn't ki- like all these people uh, went missing. Like if we threw little things like that, little factoids out like that, somehow it would have made it a little more endearing, a little more engaging. I guess for me as an adult, as a kid, I didn't care about this stuff. Well, I. I just seem to recall there being more of uh, interaction between them and the historical um, uh, 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 characters. Yeah. Because I, re- I remember the plot. They had to go back. They collect all these all these characters. Uh-huh. But in my mind, I was kind of filling in gaps, or at least remembering there, that there were gaps. Okay, well, I remember them seeing Socrates, or Socrates, as they pronounce his name in this but movie. But they end up pronouncing his name correctly at the <laughs> end. At the very end, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay, so somewhere between the moment they meet him to the end when they're giving a presentation... They have some sort of they, there's some sort of friendship that's bond. There's somehow that they learn because the whole the whole reason that Rufus shows up with this this TARDIS basically they've ripped off uh-huh. from uh, Doctor Who um, is so that they can go back and learn about the historical people right to then pass the test. Not a lot of learning going on, and just a lot of hijinks. I guess, and I guess that's where they turn it on its ear, mm-hmm. where we thought they would they would learn something, and instead they kind of run into a problem because Napoleon ends up. <laughs> traveling back into the pe- into the future with them, and so then they just go on a j- and that's when they get the idea. They're like, "Hey, instead them. of doing the report like ourselves, let's bring them so that way the people can hear firsthand what they think of San Dimas." <laughs> and that's okay, but at no point in the course of this movie do we see them learn anything. No, uh, they rarely interact with any of the people that they. No, uh, it, they, they share one scene with them. Ultimately, this is a movie TARDIS. about a couple of guys who cheat on their final <laughs> and pass. <laughs> Pretty much. They, they cheat through life. At this point, they don't even know how to play guitar. No. Rufus has to fucking bring them guitars <laughs> and then send them to, I guess that's in the sequel too, isn't it, where they actually Yeah, they send them, he learn sends them to the future or whatever, they, yeah. and they come back, or they come back from the future, and mm-hmm. they've learned how to play, and they end up playing a Kiss song at, at the end. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Home, was it Home Sweet Home? No. No. It's, it's home Sweet Home was Motley Crue. Fuck. Way to go, human uh, Look, Fox. everybody's shaking their head at me <laughs> as I said that. Whatever. God, God gave rock and roll to you. That's, oh yeah, rock yeah. and roll, of course. God gave song. rock and roll. To you. Uh, so no, they don't learn anything, but they do this like ridiculously epic like report at the end of this movie mm-hmm. where the lights come down. Takes like an hour, 
and, and like the smoke, the the curtains open, fully produced. And then, like, yeah, exactly. Who's running this? <laughs> Who's running the sound? Who's running the lights? Maybe because they had two hours left yeah. before the report, and they had to go to the mall and like collect all the people, and then go to the police station mm-hmm. and free them from the police station. You know what the sequel should have been, Joe? I'm just not realizing they should have done what Back to the Future Two did. Where let's just retread the entire story, but now we see it from the older. Because one thing I'm, that's missing in this movie that I really would have liked to have seen. So there's that whole scene uh, near the end where they're trying to break all of the historical figures out of the police department. The, the, right? You're going with They've the, the, the Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we just remember to do this right. later. They're following like their future trail. Okay, uh-huh. well we'll come back. Where, where are we going to put it? How about behind the sign? Yep, sure oh, enough. There are the is. keys. Oh, remind that's me so of weak. the trash can, and then a trash can shows up. How did the trash can fall on the father? Well, that's what we'll find out in the sequel when we follow the alternate Bill and Ted. See, and maybe they're the ones running the light show and the sound show and that, during the- That uh, would be fine. That right? would be awesome. That would be fun. But let us know that, do that, play that, because I made that exact note. Um, okay, how did they do this? How did the original, I want to know how the original, like the first Bill and Ted, yeah. how did they work all this out? How did they end up freeing the historical figures without, without the, the keys, without all that stuff? How did they work that out? Because you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to remember to set the keys here later. Right. Oh, look, there they, they are. are. No, we need to see. <laughs> I kind of like that, the actually. First, we need to see the first. No, it's cute. Yeah. It is a cute deal, but. Because the purpose of this podcast is to tear this stuff down. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly what we're doing well, here. There's plenty of other things to tear down aside from that uh, that uh, minor minor script quibble. Yeah, if you call it minor. Uh-huh. Again, you know, you're not learning anything about the space time continuum from this movie. Uh, in fact, you're really not even learning anything about the historical no. people either. No, you're not. If you if you knew nothing about Napoleon Bonaparte coming into this movie, <laughs> he knew that he loved water slides. <laughs> he does, <laughs> and ice cream. Napoleon ice cream. Ziggy piggy, ziggy pig. How weird was that? Well, first of all, okay, I don't remember him taking up as much screen time in this movie as he does. Yeah. He's his, he's got like a whole B-plot that's just Napoleon in modern time with a bunch of kids. Oh, yeah. Following them around. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like one of my least favorite characters. Absolutely. I don't know like why. This, the, why him? The water park thing would have been, like, take out the mall bit, put that in a water park. So now, like, everybody. Everyone's at the water park? Up, they're playing up the water park thing. Okay. Everybody's at the water park. We could see, like, you yeah. know, Billy the Kid. Joan and of Arc in a bikini. Joan of Arc. Yeah, you, man. Why do you make it so dirty? She's hot in this one. Why do you make She's it She's doing, dirty? like, a, a robicize at, at the very end, uh-huh. which is odd. What? 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 What are you talking about? He She's just, cute. He Joan just, of Arc? He makes everything so dirty. He's not dirty. I'm, I'm, I'm a sexual person. I appreciate We're all sexual people, but the, we the can human keep body it in our pants for five beauty. minutes, Joel. Mm. For five minutes. Not me. This is a 90-minute movie. i got to find breaks somewhere, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Times of the, the essence. The pressure's building up. <laughs> well, you say you're a sexual being. Uh-oh. We're going we're gonna to find out <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> how sexual a person you are. I don't know that how I like open, this. How open you are to these things in just a few minutes. I don't know if this is podcast-related or not. Uh, so one of, the, um, one of the notes that I made early on in this movie mm-hmm. was... You remember when we did Weekend at Bernie's? I recall. And how, how I had a problem with the whole Andrew McCarthy character. Both characters, but Andrew McCarthy mostly with this. Where he just, just kind just of announces. announces everything he's, he's doing dictating. and announces all his dialogue. Coming around. That's everything in this movie. That is every bit of dialogue in this movie. Especially Ted. Ex- especially, well, both Bill and Ted. But they, they're announcing everything. Everybody says each other's names. Sarah pointed this out. Everybody says each other's names like eight million times mm-hmm. in this movie. It's 
it starts to grate on the nerves a little bit. You're like, all right, we get it. You guys, you guys have a like a familiarity with each other. You don't have to keep like, well, Ted, we're <laughs> here. Where are we going? School, Ted. You know, dude, dude, just bring it down. Dial it back just a notch, just one notch. How did you feel about like kind of the uh, the, the the language that they invented for this movie? Did they invent it? I never knew anybody who spoke this way. Until what, after the, the movie the, came the out, the valley kind of thing. Well, it's that, but everything, but but even then, they're using like most non-triumphant, right? Exactly, and bodacious and and not egregious. They never said that. That's <laughs> that would have been awesome. Most egregious. Most egregious. <laughs> Darth, Every, everything is most. <laughs> General <intent>. Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't mind so much. Yeah, I kind of. I don't mind it either. It was kind of a. Uh, it was almost like it was taking off of a little bit of from Valley Girl. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of indicative of the time, the movie coming out in 1988. I didn't have a problem with that. I just had a problem with the the actual dialogue itself, like between them, the way that it was delivered between people. Like everybody was saying everybody's name. We don't need to be reminded, especially when you start talking about like the historical figures. Yeah. These are the people we know. Yeah, yeah. We know who these people are. All the characters whose names you don't need to repeat. Yeah. We got, like, we got Billy the Kid. Constantly. Hey, Billy the Kid. Hey, Socrates. <laughs> Dude, Beethoven. You don't. You don't have to keep. Saying, I thought Beethoven was just wasted. Like they, it, it, they didn't I need to, to re- grab him again. I, I seem to recall all these people playing a bigger part in the movie, and I was waiting for those scenes to show up where it was like, oh yeah, where, where's the meat of uh, of of all the Beethoven scenes and all the the Freud scenes? But they're really just they're all kind of side characters yeah. who have little moments. And and yet somehow at the end they're all BFFs with Bill and Ted. Everybody, well, fucking uh, Socrates. So you got me calling. You just so great. So great. <laughs> fucking Socrates and uh, Billy the Kid like save them from impending death. Yeah, they come. They but become like, BFFs, man. They why become best buddies. Would they even do that? Why would you trust them? To, why do they care? Well, they've been kidnapped. The Billy the said. Kid. They saved Billy the Kid's life. That is true. So he they owed the them most a life time debt. With him. Like Chewbacca. Just like Jar Jar Binks. Like, dude, I went Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, this Gunga knows me a life debt. Oh, God. You Plus having it. a life play with this and this? And <laughs> 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 I, I realize once this I start doing that, my headphones were starting yeah, to come Yeah, it doesn't up. work. doesn't work well. Uh, dude, I... Did I just throw I you just, off? No, you didn't throw me off. Okay. I just, it, it's a cute movie, but it was exactly... And, and I hate being like this. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be when you picked it last week. No. I was like, wow. I remember liking this movie a lot mm-hmm. when I was a kid, but Not so I, can much kinda, anymore. I can see where I've kind of maybe fallen off the Bill and Ted wagon. And yet, they're still pretty endearing. They're they're fun to watch. They are what makes this film, in my opinion, because they're, well, they're I, I would hope so. <laughs> their <laughs> names are in the named title. after them. Uh, but yeah, it's their inner. Like if 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 you don't like those characters, then you're gonna hate everything else that's going on. That's but, probably uh, what the problem was. They're yeah. You, know, you don't think they're fun in this one? I gotta admit, I I still to this day giggled every time they did the air guitar. You get that little la 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 riff in there. Wow. It was, I, it's so ludicrous, and you know it's coming every <laughs> Move, time. Move, get and, out and the <laughs> way. <laughs> I had a problem and, with when they were in medieval times. I, you, I know, I know you're going to remember this this part. Yeah, dinner and tournament. When uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never forget that. We support the Red Knight. <laughs> uh, the uh, when he when Bill thinks Ted's dead. Yes. And he's about to get killed himself, and then Ted rescues him. Mm-hmm. And then they hug each other. Mm-hmm. And then they step back. And what do they say to each other? Something about heavy metal? Nope. Oh. No, they sure don't. Because that's a missed opportunity. Nope, they sure don't. That's what I would have said. What do they say? They said something about heavy metal. Something about something being excellent. While they were were in the armor. But they hug each other. Mm -hmm. And then they like step back. And they call each other a name. Broseph? No. 
I don't remember this are at you all. A- are you acting like No, no, dense? I really don't remember this. I just watched it two days ago. <laughs> Who's fucking film me in? Do you like, do you just, oh, do you Jesus. watch the entire movies? I did, I you did. You don't watch the entire movie. I swear, movies. this is you what I wanted to see. You skim through movies, don't no, you? No, I was, you I may have, through I them. May have been a little, a little impaired <laughs> when revisiting it the other night. I've uh-huh. been late in the evening. Okay. And a lot of distractions. Well, they call each other a very derogatory term for homosexual. No way. What? Yes way. I don't remember that. <laughs> yes, they Ooh, do. Ooh, I wonder if, did you, where did you watch this? I watched this on Netflix. I did too. Oh, there goes my editing. Out Jeff theory. watched it on Netflix as well. Right before we walked in, he was watching. They it. both call each other of uh, the yeah F-word? at the same time. Wow! And then they I must have been inside. And then they just kind beer. of like cutely laugh it off, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then walk off and do their own their Aww, business. It's a different time. That's what it we did. Happens later in the movie too. Do they do it again? No. If I in, in the mall when Socrate gets made fun of, <laughs> and they all start leaving, like I'm pretty sure. Oh no, Freud gets made fun of. Socrates or Billy the Kid? Geek. They called him a geek. A, no, he calls him a geek. I watched it with the yeah, commentary. I, I, watched, I watched it with the I wouldn't the, have missed the captions two on. F-bombs. Yeah, I watched it with the captions, and hmm. he calls him a geek. Uh, oh. No, but Bill and Ted, they call each other that. Yeah, Yeah, I must have missed that part. That's, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. that. Yeah. And, and you know me. I'm one of those people that's like, preserve art. You know, if something was made like this, it's made like this. <laughs> yeah. But wow, like yeah. that is just—it's when it happens, it's like a, a punch in the gut. You're like, whoa, whoa and yet, whoa. and yet, uh, clearly, both of us saw this, you know, when we were kids, and I, I don't remember that. Do you remember being impacted by that? I wasn't—I wasn't impacted by it because we had other movies. We were bombarded yeah. with movies with with yeah. teen sex comedies where people were calling each other stuff like that all mm-hmm. the time. That doesn't make it okay. No, it's just funny. Like, and I don't think funny is the right word either. But just in the sensitive time that we live in now, yeah. To watch something like that and see that just pop up off the screen is like, wow. whoa. And I think it, it had even more of an impact because we were watching it with the captions on. Yeah. Because we had the volume down, the baby was sleeping. Mm-hmm. So we had the captions on. So to see that like in print, like <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> That's like, why you noticed it. Because I said, oh. You think in 20 years, I'm being generous, 10, 15 years? Because you know, peop- and it and it's it's it is out of uh, fashion to to say the G word now. You can't call things gay. Things are gay. Uh, I just said it twice anyway. You think in 20 years we'll look back on on movies and TV shows were made, people talking about things being gay and cringe just as I think we, we already did. Do. I think we already do it's, in it's, some respects. It's a little faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And are. furious. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, Speaking of gay, <laughs> gay for some Vin Diesel. Who wants to go for a ride? <laughs> <laughs> I do. My hand shoots up into the air. Bring it on, you hunk uh, of man. Uh, I swear I'm straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, this, I really don't have anything else to say about this. You don't have a lot to say movie. about this? I really don't, no, because this this movie, it, like you said, it's a 90 minute movie. Mm-hmm. It runs along at a pretty good clip, even though I was sitting there going, can this, I can't wait for this to be done. I kind of remember everything that's happening. Yeah, I, I remember know. every bit about this movie. Uh, the, the princesses. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're like 200 yards away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ted's like, I'm in love, man. They're beautiful. <laughs> you, you can't even see them. You can't tell if those are women from how far you are. And you want to talk about like a paper thin relationship, like like so. Literally in one scene, they hear about these princesses from the future. Bill and Ted. Oh, say hi to the princesses for us. <laughs> yeah. I realize I'm sounding more like the turtle, the surfing turtle from Fighting <laughs> yes. Nemo than I am Keanu Reeves. You yeah. sound like Crush. <laughs> um, and then they immediately go back to, I guess it's medieval times, right, when they show up. And yes. there they are. 
And then maybe there's one more scene when they see him. And then at the end, like Rufus has brought him back. Rufus they has brought have, them. They have four scenes together. Okay, wait. Rufus has brought them back. Mm-hmm. And like I, I rescued him right before they had to marry those royal ugly dudes. Yep. Which it hurts watching George Carlin and hearing him deliver some of this dialogue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, George. <laughs> he oh, wanted this God. role, apparently. He really he, he did. Fought for and, it. and this was a good role for him. Yeah. This is the first thing I ever but saw him in. But it's tough being a Carlin fan and coming back and revisiting it. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff about this movie that, like, you come back and revisit it, and it's like, like, like someone putting hot pokers under your fingernails. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds uh, just yeah. painful. Uh, so uh, he brings the princesses to the to the present. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are they going to live? Yeah, exactly. Where where are they living? He's going to hide them in the basement where they're practicing. Right. Bill and Ted are high school kids. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. 16. They're 16 years old. And so he brought these princesses, to, uh, I guess, to live with these boys. Yeah. I mean, that's already that's, that's some, irresponsible. Some complications. Right. How they're going to fit in in modern times. Uh huh. No, no prime directive. And, and maybe it would have been important for them to be in the past. Maybe there's something. Oh, that's right. Maybe they sired some future king, and now he's forever altered. I'm sure Rufus looked it all up before uh, <laughs> he did the math. Yeah, exactly. Whipped open that phone book and made sure they weren't important. Do you, uh, okay. So, so the phone book, the phone booth, which is a time machine, mm-hmm. can also be used as a phone. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, oh, yeah, because he calls. He who calls, does he call? He calls Ted's father. He calls Ted's dad from the phone booth. Yeah, <laughs> looking for Officer Van Halen, right? <laughs> Found your keys. Found your keys. I'm Officer Van Halen. <laughs> uh, th- I just wish that they would have established the science of that phone booth a little bit more. I no, you know what? I like that, and, and they even show like the pages on the inside, and all the different areas look like look like phone ads. They're ads. Um, I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of clever. But I, but can you dial phone numbers? Can mm. you talk to people on the phone with this thing? Or Clearly. do you travel through time with it? It's, it's whatever Why you can need. It, be, it anticipates your needs. No. It's like Siri no, in the dude, future. It's not Siri from the Listen, future. Listen, if, if, if I can talk to my phone and tell it to order a pizza in the year 2015, surely by 2668 they figure out how to... Take take me to... To multipurpose. To ancient Greece. Multipurpose the phone. That's right. Corbin Dallas multipurpose. Uh-huh. <laughs> Multipass. Uh, I know. I know. Multi-pass. I know where you he were. Knows go- I know where you were going with that. I like, know where you were going. It's for the. Uh, in fact, audience. one of those. Uh, one of the people in that movie is in my recast. Oh. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other notes on this movie? Because I, I don't. I don't. Hmm. I don't have anything else. How about? All right. So we mentioned that the budget's ten million. Pretty impressive, considering all the. De- <laughs> it must have sucked to be like the costume designer. And the uh, location Why? scout. Why? Why? Because for ten million dollars, you have to. All right, here we need we need Wild Wild West. We need a location. We need a bunch of. Are you uh, kidding me? They probably need... w- they probably shot on on like a backlot. They shot on like the Universal Studios backlot. Uh, yeah, oh, well, sure. all that stuff. Somebody was probably in the middle of doing a Wild West stunt show, and they just shot the fucking movie in the middle of that. You might be right, but they need that. They need like you may be right. Eighteenth <laughs> century Austria. They need uh, ancient Greece. Oh, uh-huh. and, and we need the future. By the way, we also need Arsenio um, Hall. Michelle Taylor. I think I feel like you're giving the room. future. Wh- yeah, it is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an oval room, <laughs> and mostly lit very darkly, so you can't see anything beyond the uh, it, beyond did, the seams. Did the uh, did the future Wild Stallions look completely lame to you? Kind of. Like I don't think like I want to listen to that robes. CD. No, it just looks so slow. Like yeah. It's like if Yanni got a hold of an electric guitar, like that's what he would do with it. I, I love that. I love the idea. Now that we've discussed it, I love the idea that like this, these, this music and these guys are supposed to be what like brings <laughs> all cultures and people together. Well, it's a ludicrous. But they're, but they're, you know, they're, <laughs> they're using words like, you know, yeah, 
be yeah. e- excellent to each other. Be, be excellent to each other, unless you're homosexual. Unless you're, uh, <laughs> then we're gonna mm-hmm. then we're gonna call you horrible derogatory <laughs> term. <laughs> to be fair, that was just Bill and Ted. It was not Rufus. <laughs> it was, but, but Bill and Ted are the ones that are supposed to bring like the world together. Not with that kind of attitude. <laughs> I'm sorry, not That's with right. that attitude. Oh, unless they've abolished them in the future. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. Took a dark turn. Shouldn't that that's that should have been that's what it part was? Part three. That was the thing. That's like it's like Looper meets Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ooh, that's kind of yeah. what part two kind of ended up being. A yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Kinda right. You're kind of right. Future evil Bill and Ted of. See what I loved about the second movie that mm-hmm. I, I, I was kind of like you where I remembered parts of the second one and was transposing them onto this first one. Right. Like when they die and go to hell. Some dark shit. And they're they're experiencing like the dude Colonel Oates or whatever from the from the military yep. school or the the bunny that's chasing uh, that's chasing Ted around. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. Uh, I just remember them playing board games with death with for the most part. <laughs> with William, William Sadler. Sadler. Oh, Love that's him some that. good stuff, you man. You have sunk my battleship. You have sunk my battleship. <laughs> uh, nah, so, yeah, that's... Okay. <laughs> Let's I, see what else we I got. I just... A series of me running out of gas talking about this movie. <laughs> well, I, I, I also think I of... I smile when I think of the second one. I, I wonder if I like the second one more. Oh, we'll I have to now, find out. If, if, if I were to watch it... If I'd like the second I one, I think the more scores the are one. very similar on Rotten Tomatoes. For yeah. uh, and uh, actually, I was surprised. Critics like this more than audiences. It's like they're both at like seventy five and seventy nine percent or something. Wow. Yes, yeah, does not seem like a movie that critics would have liked. There's at, no story at the time or today. No, there's no there's no plot. There's no central conflict of this movie and, other than we need to do our history report. And I kind of like the premise, l- like on its face, like that's how it was pitched. I I'm like sure. it on its face too. Yeah, bleh. Here is here's a couple of <laughs> high school kids. His abbreviated. Joel's like, I'm trying to make a point, but <laughs> but I got it's my little throwaway side. <laughs> That's what she said. No time. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the idea that you know on paper, like the, the elevator pitch for this movie is, you know, a couple of slacker high school kids are gonna fail their history test unless they go back in time and learn the true meaning behind these historical figures and their significance to American or world history. Um, that's a that's kind of a cool premise. That it starts to go down and then just never fulfills any of that. And I like the idea. I like seeing all of the historical figures in present day and having to learn and cope with. Yeah. That's why the, kind of the mall scenes, my my favorite montage. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> giving me a furrowed brow. No, I'm just, I, that whole bit felt like it was a whole lot of filler. It is. The so whole movie mu- is filler. so much filler. This The story could have been told in a half hour. Yeah. Instead, they stretched it out to an hour and a half. And you had like the mall scene. You had them doing the, the chores montage. That was that should have been on the cutting room floor. That's yeah. completely random. Where they're teaching Napoleon how to how to clean a toilet, uh-huh. or was it Jesse James? Uh, no, that was Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Because he was about to drink out of it. Totally forget. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and it's like sped up. Uh, Barney, not what's his name, Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Barney. Barney Rubble. <laughs> Barney Rubble stuff. Sped I'm up sure they. Benny I'm Hill. sure they went fast too. Barney Rubble went fast. <laughs> hey, Fred. Uh, but yeah, it was so completely random. It's just like a little musical montage, and then it was over. And yeah, you could have lost that. You could have lost the whole Napoleon. Uh, Waterloo. I would sooner story. lose. I would sooner lose the chore scene than Napoleon. Obviously, that's the first part. thing to go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, look, you lose all that stuff, and you have plenty of time for you know Bill and Ted to have moments. They, they form a friendship with a guy they don't even share a language with. They they form a friendship with a a, a di- mean, dirty killer. Yeah. If oh, Napoleon and Genghis Khan. If you're, if you're fr- and Billy the Kid. Oh, that's true. That's true as well. <laughs> yeah, actually, half of the historical people they find are, are, are murderers, horrible human beings <laughs> yeah. in human history. Yeah. But they become best buddies with these guys. Uh, sure. Do you think that this movie would have benefited from Bill and Ted actually having like a conflict, having static with each other? 
I was waiting for that. And and does that come in the sequel too? Because isn't there like a bit of a love triangle? No, no, because they each have their own girl. They each have their they? own girl. Yeah, it's really just the guy. It's just from that the, the robot, evil robot uses. Yeah, there like, should have been there should have been something between them. Yeah, the there wasn't. There was no conflict between the two of them, and so you never felt like. You know, that's and see, that's where it should have been the whole like they're in danger of splitting mm-hmm. that they they end up getting into some kind of fight. There's some static between the two of them. And that's what needs to be rectified. Like that can't happen when you make these characters so simpatico with one another. Mm-hmm. It, it gets so saccharine. It gets completely saccharine and it becomes less interesting to watch, especially as an adult. Yeah. It's hard for me not to look at this now through 37 year old eyes mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of wanted something a little bit more. I wanted something to root for, and I didn't have anything to root for this entire movie. How about uh, maybe you can root for Station? There's one art. Oh, oof. <laughs> Jeff's like that's the again. Next one. That's in the sequel. The alien named. St- Why was he named Station? Station. Why did because Station. he kept repeating it? Yeah, like Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Station. <laughs> Kathy Lee and Hodor? Is that what you're <laughs> Kathy, about? Yes. Mornings? Yes. Um, I got where you were going with that. During the presentation. Thank you. It's a deep cut. During the presentation. Not, not really. The end, not if you watch daytime TV. <laughs> yeah, but I, well, but yeah, most people are not. Well, I was going to say most people are nine to five, but I wonder. Okay. I wonder what the stats are on that. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I really, I love when it's you start. on your Facebook page. I love when you start pulling like, you know, just made up stats out of your ass where you're like, well, most people don't yeah, watch people, that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people are like me. But, That's all I know. <laughs> most, most people... With my American Apparel shirts, and <laughs> it's American Eagle. And my thank Zima. you, thank you. Please get it right. During the uh, the presentation, which okay, so everybody, I don't know if you had to. Do, did you have to do this in high school? Like give a presentation to the entire yeah. student body yeah. at the end of the year. Well, no, on, to, like, to one the class. Subject? This was the history class. The history class took up the entire auditorium, <laughs> and they, and they apparently in San Dimas, it's in California, man. High right. population, but still, like it, it was an all day event. It's like, an all day event. Every time we cut back, so much happens in the time. From when the presentations begin to when Bill and Deb finally show up at the Here's end. Here's my deal: mm-hmm. is that having done presentations right. and you know going to school, I know that <laughs> was that a dig. I can't, I can't just no, no, it wasn't a dig. <laughs> it, I didn't graduate get, college. It can't get, <laughs> I didn't graduate college. I have smarts. I don't have smarts. I have lots of love. To can get. I? Can I say my point, Maybe. or are you just going to keep on talking? We'll see. Let's find out together. (laughs) Take my hand. Join me on this journey. So I think that you would agree that you can't just like show up at the end of the presentation. After they've closed it. That's one of those things that the teacher is going to be, okay, are you here? Bill and Ted, Mm -hmm. you know, take role at the beginning. Okay, they're not here. You already get an F because you're not here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, I know I just said like he should have failed them anyway for not showing up, but also kind of. Fuck him for giving them the F before it was even right. their time even to give him do a chance. Thing. Yeah, already had his mind made up. So I want to see that part where he changes the Fs into an A. Into A's. <laughs> yeah. How would you do that? You just put another line on the other side of the F. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, no, oh, yeah, you're right. That, that would have been that would have been a fun little it's deal. More like an H with a hat on top, but whatever. If you're <laughs> it's your book, you can put whatever grade you want. <laughs> Gloss right over that. So during the presentation that goes on forever, so we keep cutting back as you know they're breaking the historical guys out of the police department, uh-huh. uh, and it's a race back to the the high school auditorium, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's this one extra, 
in the audience that steals the show. I don't know if you notice. He's a dude. Is nope. it the one that's just like eating ice cream? Heavy set, <laughs> wearing a yellow tank top. Yes, and he's just eating ice cream. And one scene, he's like randomly eating. I don't know why. And then, and then he starts like high fives. He just fucking <laughs> high fives. And I get the feeling he wasn't asked to do either of those things. He's just, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I'm just sitting here like eating ice cream? I think this was one of those things where these people had to sit in this auditorium, yeah, all day. If yeah, and they ended up feeding them. And they just kept the cameras rolling. <laughs> Do you, I mean, that's the way, because I've been in assemblies. I don't get to eat. They don't no, let us no. eat pudding or ice cream in the not. middle of assembly. High school. You have to pay attention. So I'm pretty sure they just let the cameras rolling. And we're just like, all right, well, let's, let's just, use it. Let's just use it. Let's mm-hmm. just use this footage of of, uh, of this black guy in the audience, like, conducting with his <laughs> ice cream spoon. Oh, uh, yeah. As, anyway. uh, as Beethoven's I doing I got a kick bit. out of him. I, I wonder where he is now. I, I'd like to see him in more things. You should. We should reach out. Mm-hmm. We should maybe <laughs> we see if we can get a hold be, of him. Could he could be a guest thing. for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, it's great. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Because right? now I, I am curious as to whether I'm going to like that second movie. Is I kind of feel like we might like it more. I know. Okay. I don't want to speak for you. I have. I kind of have, I have a feeling I might like it more. I didn't like. Um, I didn't. It felt unnecessary for them to kill Station. Bill and Ted. Well, the, yes, the alien is also but unnecessary. No, they, they, but there was a reason. Because they wanted to get them out of the way. They wanted to get Bill and Ted out of the way. Yeah. And that was the plot. That was the point of the movie was right. that they were killed. Mm-hmm. And it was all about them trying to get out of... It was almost like Implausible. Dante's Inferno or like uh, oh, yeah. or the Divine Comedy, mm-hmm. uh, but told through Bill and Ted's. Like, that's more interesting to me as, as a fan of literature. Like, that is way more interesting to me that like, okay, this is their journey through purgatory, hell, and heaven to get back to Earth. That's far more interesting than let's get in a phone booth and just fucking kidnap people through history yeah. and bring them out to do a history report at the end. Now, do I feel like it had do I feel like it had the same charm as the first one? That's the problem. And I feel like it is missing a little bit of the spirit of the first one. I don't know how to put it. There's this intangible mm-hmm. that the first one does have that the second one kind of lacks. The second one definitely feels like it's a little it's too again, plot heavy. Going going exactly well, I don't know about well, I'll give you that. I'll give you plot heavy. Uh, just from what I remember of the movie, though, it felt a little more clinical mm-hmm. of a film. Like, okay, we need to make a sequel, uh, you know, color, paint by numbers, this, 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 we need this, we need this. Mm-hmm. And some of those things were elements that they should have had in the first movie mm-hmm. that it was Probably nice were. to see in the second one, but it, it was missing a little bit of that energy. By the time you get to the sequel, Bill and Ted almost seem a little tired. I, I They seem tired playing yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and, and an odd choice for them to. Because we spent a lot of time with the evil Bill and Ted. We might as well just talk about Bogus Journey now. <laughs> right? <laughs> what bogus. we remember of it. Two for one. Um, yeah, they spent a lot of time with those characters and like interacting with people who knew them, but they're and like, with oh, the why are you acting so funny? Why yeah. are you so straight? Yeah, they're just trying to get laid all the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know. A little too much conflict. Yeah. And, uh, and, and plot. Whereas this one had. No conflict or or plot, but uh-huh. like you said, it was still kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun to see who are they going to run into next. What's going to happen in that mall? Why is Joan of Arc doing aerobic size? Right, jazzer size. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> so uh, there, there's another character, by the way, who's going to be set on fire the minute she gets back into her, 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 I know, her right? own time. Maybe maybe do her a favor. Maybe have, don't don't bring her back. Yeah, yeah. Have fun up there. When she just gets back to France, she's going to do some aerobics. <laughs> no, <Nope>, she's not. <laughs> not. She, she'll she'll be sweating to the oldies, all right. Oh. oh. Too uh, soon. So they're in the mall, <laughs> and Beethoven's in the music shop, uh-huh. and like the music guy, the the piano guy, mm-hmm. hits the, the uh, he hits the demo button on the synthesizer, right? And Beethoven's like, oh, and he starts like, I wonder where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Beethoven was deaf. Yeah, he wasn't hearing anything. 
<laughs> so as so much I, as, I, much I, as I like to think to you'd be delighted by <laughs> 80s synth. Uh, so this movie got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the other thing. If this is supposed to be like an educational movie, like you learn all sorts of... Uh, uh, oh, oh, what was the other one? There's there's something else that's wrong in there, too. Oh, shit, what was it? Yeah, it was Beethoven being deaf. Deaf. Death. Death. He is death. Death is in the second movie. Oh, what was the other thing? Every rose has its thorns. Shit. I thought I made a note of it, but well, I guess no, I it's, didn't. You know what? We'll just sit here and let you think about nope, it. Nope, nope. It's not having. It's never coming back. It's all, right, all coming it's back. It's, it's all coming yes, back to me d- do now. Not, do not do your book report from uh, the cliff notes <laughs> from that you Bill learned from Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah. You'd be sorely disappointed. But they do play off the death thing when they go and pick him up because the, the, the TARDIS, the phone booth lands, <laughs> and he's still playing, and they come pick him up, and he doesn't even realize anything uh, until they're right. carrying him off. They're pulling him and away. I assume that's because he's deaf. Like Everybody else notices the phone booth show up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. But then you get to the damn mall, and he's oh, what's he's the synthesizer? Clearly jamming. Like if you if you if you read anything about Beethoven, uh, you know he used to like feel the vibrations. Yeah. You're not gonna feel vibrations from the synthesizers. No. Eh, maybe. Not, not in the same not, way you would the banging the keys. Not when of he's a standing piano. there looking at a synthesizer right. and a guy hits a demo button. Right. He's not going to like Daredevil feel the the, <laughs> the vibrations See of the sounds. Thing. Uh, so that was that was definitely something that took me out of that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, poor guy. Do you have any other I'll, notes? Also, it's a little off-putting that like he's playing a piano and yet we're hearing like electric guitar. <laughs> like, <laughs> couldn't somebody have composed something or or take you know just, just done some in Beethoven some music? Beethoven and done wasn't like that a, a Beethoven an 80s riff? Wasn't that a Beethoven piece? It was, just, but that done they just threw the they threw the like synthesizers do yes. the electric guitar yeah, sounds. Though. Yeah, but that is clearly not what he is playing. Like as they're cutting back, I would have yeah. liked to in them. Well, I mean, if we were to, if we're going to pick apart like yeah. someone not actually playing an instrument that they have in their hands, <laughs> we could point to about two or three places in this movie. That's true. Yeah, yeah. when Rufus uh, when Rufus starts jamming out, that is pretty cool. Yeah, and then they clearly cut away to <laughs> who <laughs> to, is it? It's to uh, Eddie Van Halen's hands. Yeah, somebody's hands. It's somebody's, somebody's hands. It would have been. It, I don't know if it was Eddie Van Halen, but it mm. sure would have been funny if it was. Uh, be a lot cooler if you did. Be a lot cooler if he did. Um, dude, do you have anything else about this? I'm going through my notes. This is gonna man. be this is about like our short, potentially the shortest. Well, we've been doing some long ones. We need to do a yeah, short. Yeah, we have. I just <laughs> well, actually, you know, we're gonna make up for this time with our list of recast. Which well, Jesus, we're gonna make up for this time mm-hmm. because Joel, you had mentioned earlier. No. Uh, that you are a. Why do I feel like you're about to spring something on that me? That you're a sexual person. I am very hyper. Uh huh. So then you might you might appreciate this. Okay, I'm uh, sure I will. I'm just I'm waiting for this thing to come. Can up. I fuck it? Wow. <laughs> All right. So what I would like to read for you. Oh no. Oh no. Is Jesus. Some, uh, are you a doing? Story. I'd like to read you a story <laughs> called Bill and Ted's Most Excellent. Exploration. Ooh, mm. a little fan fiction here. Yes, mm. this one might it, it's, it's good. just settle in. Okay, settle right. in, kids. Right. Now, Bill and Ted did an astounding report. Met two beautiful princesses, became engaged, and the music made by Wild Stallions was most triumphant. The year is 1994. All is going well for the young simpletons. They've been married and live in one commodious house. They've decided to go back and visit Socrates. Maybe catch some words of wisdom on marriage from him. Dude, you sure about this? Bill asked, raising his eyebrows at the brunette. Rufus left the booth for us. It's totally non-heinous. Ted pulled Bill in and punched in the numbers, wasting no time. Bill was nervous about traveling for the first time in the past few years. Ted crossed his arms and leaned into the phone. Oh, no. As the booth began to move, 
whirling through the dude this thing is spelled horribly so like oh it's, really it's <laughs> it's <laughs> like i'm lie. having to jump verbal hurdles while i'm reading this thing uh whirling through the colorful paths of time it jerked as if missing its turn and bill who is uncharacteristically quiet mm. was forced up against ted oh. as he stared out of the machine <laughs> whoa <laughs> he responded without turning around he missed the most unusual blush that crept into Bill's cheeks. Yeah. They were dropped suddenly outside a building with columns, towering about the two most triumphantly. Uh. Bill opened the door, stepped out, and Ted followed behind, grinning. They had landed just below the stairs, leading to Socrates, as they had before. Ted hopped up the marble steps, and Bill walked behind him, experiencing an odd feeling in his stomach. Mm. He shrugged it off as he saw his companion. It had now been an hour or so, and after catching up with Socrates, they got lost. They decided they should stay in Rome for a night, and then when they left tomorrow, oh, just I get it. go back a few hours earlier the when they were Rome. missing an action in San Dimas. When in Rome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whale's vagina. <laughs> uh, Socrates had provided them shelter, as much shelter as an open building could provide, and had told them uh, they were to go, uh, and had told them were to go to maybe freshen up. Wow. Come they, on, guys, fan fiction writers. Check. If they felt the need. In Rome, the hour was knee to 8 o'clock. And triple E. <laughs> the hour was knee to 8 o'clock when the boys wandered to a small lake that had a stream of slow water flowing into it from above. Symbolism. The sky was beginning to blacken as night crept up, and Bill, unfortunately, had to admit something. Uh-oh. Uh, Ted? <laughs> yeah, Bill. <laughs> he had taken off his shirt and doodled on jeans, preparing to get in. I think we should get in at the same time, you know, to not uh, take a bogus amount of time up. Uh -oh. Ted shrugged. I guess so. Are you all right, dude? <laughs> he felt comfortable around Bill. After all, they'd been friends who bathed together since they were little. <laughs> With his thumbs hooked into the sides of his whitey fronts, uh, he slid them down, mm. barely acknowledging his lack of clothing before jumping in. It's graphic. Bill swallowed a lump that had risen in his throat and attempted to stay calm. Which one's Bill? Bill Alex, is right? Alex Winter. Got it. I just want to paint a just paint that mental <laughs> visual picture. imagery. Jeff, are you enjoying this? Always. Yes, he is. He's nodding. This is his better head. than the tremor. He's un unzipping his pants. <laughs> Though the darker-haired boy lacked hair on his stomach and chest, oh, his pubis was not lacking. Mm. Bill loved every second of the marvelous view, and he struggled to keep his arousal from the other boy's view as he too. She is remaining What? It's, it's the other boy's view as he too, she is remaining shed. shed. I bet that's supposed to be shed. There you go. Uh, Damn correct. To shed his remaining clothing with nervousness. Mm. He stepped in beside Theodore, who had just gotten all of his hair wet and took a bar of makeshift soap and ran it through. Oh, What's a makeshift soap? That, like, what is that? <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> you, you just grabbed a piece of shit. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, in, in ancient Rome. His eyes were shut, and Bill watched as the tiny bubble slid through his hair and down his chest and back. Stop, damn it, he thought. He tore his gaze away as Ted scooted over. He allowed some of the water to cascade down on himself. Even as he started, even as he started, it stared, guys. Even as he <laughs> stared at the blank wall in front of him, he couldn't get the image. He couldn't get the imagine, but I read it correctly. <laughs> he couldn't get the imagine of Ted's body to leave his mind. Mm. He hadn't really seen it in years. And definitely never in such a perspective. No. This is going to drive me mad, he thought. He cursed himself. <laughs> he even thinks with that voice. He cursed, yes. Nice. Thinks he thinks girl. with an accent. Uh, he thought he cursed himself as he turned around facing the boy who still had his eyes shut and pulling him in for. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here's where it gets heavy. Uh, he cursed himself as he turned around facing the boy who still had his eyes shut and pulling him in for a kissing. 
for a kissing. It's time for a kissing. Their lips met hard, Mm. and Bill's hands latched onto Theodore's back, running over the skin and stopping to squeeze his rear end. I don't like this. He was more than shocked that the boy kissed him back and pressed him rather roughly against the wall. I feel uncomfortable. He had let out a small moan into Bill's mouth as his hands felt over him. Both of the boy's aroused members stood practically in full attention. They both felt the others pressed. Fine. Uh, Skip to the end. The boy's aroused dick stood practically (laughs) in full attention. Thanks. They both felt the others pressed against their thighs. Bill trailed kisses against Ted's neck, nipping at the soft flesh, leaving purplish colors along his skin. Ted's hands made their way to Bill's chest and traced the pains of it. Going lower still. You know what? Every time you talk, I'm going to start a paragraph I don't think there's anything I could say to make you stop. No. Ironically, uh, this is where the F word. (laughs) (laughs) Bill trailed kisses against Ted's neck, nipping at the soft flesh, leaving purplish colors along his skin. Mm. Ted's hands made their way to Bill's chest and traced the pains of it, going lower still past the boy's belly button. You know where he's going. He grasped. No, tell me where Joe. He grasped the boy's member and he let out (laughs) a gasp against Ted's neck. Ted's hand slowly pumped up and down Bill's shaft, leaving Ah. him struggling to breathe at a normal pace. He stopped abruptly, lifting him up with the leverage of the wall. Ted held him tightly as his legs wrapped around his waist. Whoa. He rubbed the soap along his impossibly hard length and lifted Bill so mm. he was in a position to thrust upward inside of him. Mm. He was no longer scared of whether or not it hurt. He just <laughs> wanted it to happen badly. Ted looked up at him, biting down on his lip. Is this real, Bill? Bill nodded. Yes. And it's going <laughs> to be. <laughs> and it's going to be totally. He broke off in a groan. No, as no. Ted started pushing himself Don't in, wasting no time. He tried Don't being voices. gentle, but he found that he couldn't control himself. As he kept his thrust going, it's Bill was starting over, to moan along with Ted. It's almost over. Bill was the first to come as Theodore had mm, repeatedly of begin. Of course. As Theodore had repeatedly begin to hit Selfish. that sweet spot at a wonderful pace. Mm. Bill felt Ted's mm, twitch. <laughs> Bill felt Ted <laughs> twitch, and his legs barely held him up as Ted, pil- Ted pulled out of him and came as well. Uh after they caught their breath, the boys looked at each other. That was most excellent. <laughs> High five. It's going to happen again sometime, dude. <laughs> the end. Maybe in the future, maybe in the past. That's right. Well, I hope that's not what part three Definitely is Definitely in the pooper. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, Joe. You're welcome. Like, How uh, do you feel? Do you still feel sexual? I feel I feel sweaty. <laughs> I feel uh, uh, feel tingling in yeah. places. I Your spidey never sense. never tingling before. Mm-hmm. Something. I want to kiss you all over. I hope that's not going to hey, be listeners, a regular if you, thing. If you feel like reading, if you feel like writing slash fic about Joel and I, oh, oh yeah, on the editing bay, or even Jeff, Ooh, throw Jeff fun. in there too. But go do ahead, it as a, do it as a review. <laughs> do it as on a, iTunes. Yes, <laughs> as a, it's an iTunes review. Five stars. <laughs> Five Joel stars. slowly unzips. <laughs> he hands his Zima over to Joe. <laughs> and asked him to uncork it for him. Joel looked. Joe looked up with a smile and said, "This is something different." <laughs> 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 All right. Do you have anything else about uh, the movie? I don't know how I could possibly <laughs> follow match up. or follow or top that, but I'm going to try <laughs> with our with our recast. Okay. So that's where we, first off, mm-hmm. what did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure do right? It's all in the casting, and uh, you know I know Keanu Reeves gets a lot of shit, and poor Alex Winter hasn't done much, and and uh, he hasn't done much on screen. He's very much behind the scenes. But uh, this movie isn't. This movie doesn't get the forty million that it got. If you don't like these two characters, uh-huh. and uh, I, I, this is like the role that Keanu Reeves was born to play, um, and they're just fun. They, like they <laughs> no, look like they're having not, a good time. Not Neo, Ted. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, but I mean, because 
Keanu Reeves kind of has a, a a reputation for being a bit of a, oh he is he's a valley boy right yeah he's uh whoa I don't know I don't know how smart he is in real life uh-huh. and smart probably isn't even the right word but he plays these roles really well yeah let's put it that way uh huh. Wow. I don't think he's he's so, so casting. getting his member. You feel like casting his, his member. Damn it! <laughs> his Mensa. You can't get it out of your head card. now. Not anymore. All members. Uh, what I think this movie did right, I think that it was very inventive. I think it was very creative. Yeah. It was. It has something that a lot of movies uh, don't, and it's heart. This movie does have a lot of heart to it, and and so that's what I think this movie did right. It it had heart. It came from a good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did this movie do wrong? You know, it had such a, a fun premise. Again, my elevator pitch, I think, is what gets this movie greenlit. But then it didn't really do anything with it. No. Like, uh, it, there's so much potential there with the historical characters. And I know there's a sequel, but the the sequel abandons that plot line. All the stuff that made it fun, all you get to see, you know, oh, here's what Beethoven was like. And here's what uh, Sigmund Freud would have been like in a mall in 1990. Yeah. Um, you don't get any of that stuff in the sequel. Uh, and, and there's too much of it here. There's not enough of exploring I, I want to see them kind of learn something along yeah. this journey so that yeah. at the end when they are giving their presentation you feel like oh okay this was it was fun it was an excellent adventure but it was also educational yeah it, it wasn't much of an adventure no not that, really. that's kind of the problem is that it's called the excellent adventure and they really don't go on much of an adventure they, do, they, they spend they, some time in medieval times where they they escape getting killed but well, that's basically it once that happens then they just really quickly just gather up a bunch of people and then go to a mall everywhere they go they don't leave like a hundred foot radius of where the TARDIS is like they right. get out of the phone booth oh there's so crates over there and then let's bring them back with us right what you didn't adventure around uh-huh you're in prehistoric times look. you know you might not get another chance to come back that's here right and do this. yeah yeah no, so I missed agree. opportunity uh I, I think that I think you pretty much echoed what I talked about earlier echoed. and when I said that it's, you know, that's what's going to be what I think this movie did wrong and that's going to be the just the plot and and the story of this of this movie built on a on a house of cards. Mm-hmm. It's so flimsy and it's so weak. And there's no central conflict, no no significant central conflict right. to this movie. Uh, and and they they do a shitty job of paying attention to their own science and <laughs> and even even just creating a science for this movie. They kind of do a crappy job of that, and it's frustrating to watch as a fan of sci-fi, especially when you think that, you know, Back to the Future came out, like, what, three years before this? Yeah, yeah. Not not that tough. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. all you have to do is sit there and go, okay, what's another really famous, really successful time travel movie? Mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Let's see what they did. Okay, let's try to be a little bit more careful and thoughtful about what it is that we're doing with these timelines. And they didn't do that. No. Uh, all right, so if we were going to remake Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm-hmm. how would we do that? Uh, so I have recast all of the historical figures. Yes. And a few of the uh, the humans. Of course, got to do Rufus. Uh, and I even went with the uh, I went with uh, uh, the princesses who, again, I, did too. I think yeah. have four scenes and are probably at the bottom of this list. So Joanna and Elizabeth. Oh, those are their names. Yeah. See, I don't even know that we get their because names. You, yeah, we? They, we do get their names. Yeah. They say them. Mm. Yeah, but you were too busy skimming over it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was it was running at its normal <laughs> pace. I just wasn't uh, yeah, they're at a medium pace. <laughs> uh so for the princesses, let's let's ping pong this one. Dude, just do it. All Come right, on. all right, but I'm gonna say my princesses. So I got them as a pair. How about uh Dakota Fanning? This is the blonde one. <laughs> And then uh, recently... And Ellie Fanning. Recently... <laughs> oh, that'd be sick, dude. Ew. No, I, I recently um, saw, or I saw, but I haven't heard, the opposite of, of what you saw with the original Bill and Ted on an airplane. Uh, Tomorrowland is now making the rounds. Oh, did you see American Tomorrowland? Airlines. 
I saw it. I didn't hear it. Oh. <laughs> so you did not have the headphones on. <laughs> so I know everything that happens, and yet I know nothing. <laughs> That's that probably a better way to watch that. Movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I saw. <laughs> but most importantly, I enjoyed uh, little Britt Robertson, who is the female lead. Yeah, she is adorable, dude. She's good. She's, She's good. Gr- uh, just the face. Is, like I, w- I want to see this movie now. I know you guys said it was bad. Go back and listen to the afternoon delight episode you guys listen did a few to both months of them. ago. Yeah. <laughs> did you do two in Tomorrowland? Oh yeah. That was the one we did two of, right? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, we I did think two. I only heard the one. We did two tomorrow. Why'd you? Oh, no. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. I did hear both of them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So, Britt Robertson, Dakota Fanning are my princesses. All right. For Joanna and Elizabeth, I can't tell you who was who, mm. but the, uh, the brunette, uh, basically, I, I pulled two women who were the sirens in Tron Legacy. Oh. Uh, one is this brunette named Sorinda Swan. She was also in a show called uh, Breakout Kings, uh, and it, it was a really cool show. It was about yeah. like these ex-cons that are helping out their like these these detectives, and basically they get time reduced if they if they help them out. It was a pretty cool show. lasted for like a season, then it got canceled. Of course. Uh, all right, so Sorinda Swan and Elizabeth Bo Garrett. Bo Garrett was the blonde from Tron Legacy. Oh, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. So, so there you go. Uh, she was also. The uh, the the love interest for uh, Chris Evans in the second Fantastic Four movie, if you're familiar with that one. I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm well, then with no Fantastic. Never mind. So, where do you want to go next? We've Let's, got the princesses. Uh, you want to work our way to that? Well, you still have some of the human characters, right? That I didn't do. I didn't miss. They're, they're all humans. I didn't. Well, by the way, they're <laughs> I all keep humans in that. this movie. <laughs> but I mean the the 1989 characters. I should say I did do Missy, okay. who is the stepmom. The cre- we haven't really talked much about her. She's uh what she's like three years older than Bill and Ted. Yes, and uh and yet is now married to is it Ted's? Bill's Bill's, Bill's father. In father. Ted's though, she ends up leaving Bill's father and she's with Ted's. That's dad. why I get them confused. How creepy though is that one scene where they're in Ted's room? Oh my god! And, and they Ted kick him out of the room so he could have sex Fucking with her. Oh god! <laughs> she's kind of cute though. Uh, in my version, how about Amy Schumer in that role? Really? Yeah, is the uh, sexy stuff. That's pretty good. I went with another Amy. I went with Amy Adams. Oh, uh, uh, I could see that. Yeah. She's still young enough. Kind of uh, playing that role like she played in that, uh, oh, God, what was that B movie she made? American uh, History. No, yes, that's what it was. <laughs> no, that, that uh, God, it was like Psycho Beach Party or something like that. Ooh, I have Zombie seen Beach Party. I can't remember what it was. Yeah? But yeah, yeah it, was, it was this fun little B movie. I like her. Okay, so that's Missy, Amy Schumer for you, Amy mm-hmm. Adams for me. And uh, you want to do, uh, do the fathers? I did yes. not recast yeah, them. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with first uh, Bill's father, played mm. by Martin Mull. And, oh, uh, love him. him from <laughs> Clue. Yeah, yeah, Colonel Mustard from Clue. Tidely. As, as he kicks Bill out of his own room yeah. so he can have sex with his Oh, with he's his so creepy one. with that mustache. Oh, yeah. Great. And uh, Ted's father, played by Richard Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he kind of looked like him. He does. Yeah, if, if you're familiar with uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods, Richard Jenkins was one of the guys with, uh, like, Bradley Whitford the and ball, Richard Jenkins. Guy. Yeah. yeah, they're the two guys kind of running in the, in the computer or whatever. They're running the computer app. I love that guy. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff that Richard Jenkins did. I mean, you've seen him everywhere. He's done a million movies. Yeah. Uh, really great character actor. All right, where do you want to go? How about uh, let's, let's get to the historical Just figures the historical, then. What, did you recast Deacon, Ted's little brother? No, I didn't. You I got didn't. him? Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Why? Because he's little. Oh, okay. All right. Is he playing a teenager though, or is yeah. he he's just yeah, playing he's, like he's, a bearded? He's playing. He, yeah, but he's still bearded. Okay. But he's playing. <laughs> I like playing that. a teenager. Speaking of another bearded character, how about Abe Lincoln? Uh huh. Our our sixteenth president. <laughs> Did you say Abe Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> I said no. no. I said, hey, hey, Blinken. Lincoln. <laughs> 
I went with, uh, for some reason, the actor that they had playing Abe Lincoln in this movie, to me, looked a lot like Fred Armisen. So <laughs> yes. all I could do was see Fred Armisen in the hat and beard, and I'm like, all right, well, you know what? There's my recast. Fred yeah. Armisen, Portlandia. I went with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> nice. All right. Genghis- Neither of our recasts are tall men. Nope. Which- Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. He's my uh, next as well. I went with uh, Ken Watanabe. Ooh, I did Steven Seagal, the faux, <laughs> faux Mongolian. Uh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Joan of Arc. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I did Ellen Page. Juno. Oh, I love Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma Watson for me. Ooh, yeah, love her too. Uh-huh. I like to see her jump around in the uh, jazz size. Did you see the uh, the stuff for Beauty and the Beast, the live action Beauty and the Beast that uh, they re- that they released at D twenty three? No, I know she's in it. Oh, oh yeah, they they got some looks stills good. in it now. Looks good. I am. Yeah. What that could be great, or it could be. Well, let's look at the track record for what they've done with like the live action yeah. from the from the animated. They haven't performed well. Haven't like Cinderella, good. I think Cinderella made money. Yes, but yeah, it I wasn't did. like. I didn't hear anything about it. Well, we weren't. We're not the prime demo. No, but for dude, that movie. we kind of are. Yeah. We kind of are still though. Like we we are we are film fans. Mm-hmm. Disney fans. We're too. Disney fans. We've got girlfriends who are like into into Snow White. And, yep. Like you know, also they true. they dig Disney properties as well. So that's marketed to us just as much it is, as it is to kids. Yeah. Like they. Inside Out was marketed to us. That's true. Well, Pixar's a different story, but yeah, you're right. But it shouldn't be. You know, it, it looked oh, I agree. like Cinderella should have been along the same lines as something like that Angelina Jolie movie about yeah. uh, Maleficent. Maleficent. So, I, I don't know. I just didn't hear anything about that. Um, yeah, all right. Made a lot of money. People it, like it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but it I, did. I, will, I, I will see it, I think. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what, how are they what, doing the Beast? Is he like computer generated? I don't know. Is, I mean, surely I they have an actor. Footage. I just saw her. Is it Andy Circus as the Beast? Dude, dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> Andy Circus as the Beast. Until he turns him back into the human, and then we got to get fucking Chris Helmsworth or somebody to. <laughs> I know, right? Doesn't look like Andy. Or Andy Circus doesn't get. He doesn't yeah, get no like, play. Oh, I didn't realize you actually <laughs> were an ugly man as well. <laughs> Ew, that's gross. Stay away from me, Ari. Um. All right. So Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> I, I cast Gary Oldman. Oh, because he played Beethoven in that movie Immortal Beloved. Exactly. I went Christopher Walken. Nice. <laughs> but I'm picturing like a uh um oh when did Christopher Walken play like a the undead or like a vampire? Like yeah. every movie. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, what's the angel where he plays the angel Gabriel. Oh yeah, yeah, in, in the prophecy. Uh, the prophecy, yeah. So I'm picturing that type of Beethoven. Evil Beethoven. How about uh, Napoleon? Said the angels from heaven. Napoleon Bonaparte. They fell to earth. It was hot. <laughs> Dude, you're Christopher Walken from last week. <laughs> I'd be cracking up. Listen to last week's episode where we talked about the toy soldiers for a dead-on fucking Christopher Walken impersonation. So, okay, who are you? Who are you recasting? Here? Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon. I went uh, Christoph Waltz. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Oh, nice. He's I a little tall. He's a little tall. He's a little tall. But, but I could see him running up, uh, wanting to do the Waterloo slide uh-huh. over and over again, pushing kids out of the way. <laughs> right? That's great. That's the best. Uh, Sigmund Freud? Sigmund Freud. Michael How? Caine. Ooh. Patrick Stewart. Nice. I see. We both kind of went the same route. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Socrates? Socrates. Socrates. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with this one. I'm proud of this one. I'm not even a, a Arrested Development fan, but I am a Jeffrey Tambor fan. Can you oh see him God, in the toga? Love Jeffrey the Tambor. crazy hair. Oh my God, that's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so much better than mine. You got a beat? Uh, no, no, I don't. I went with Sean Connery. Oh, that's pretty good. I, <laughs> bring him out of retirement for the Bill and Ted sequel. <laughs> Just to be Socrates. They bring me back to play a Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even have to speak. 
How about Billy the Kid? Yeah. Uh, I went with the Pretty Boy. Uh, I went with Army Hammer. For the, he, the Lone Ranger. He played the Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. Thank you. Yeah, yes, I heard your review of it. I do. I like Still that not movie quite it. a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, maybe. It's a shame. Uh, it's the Johnny Depp as... as I, I, I am offended, and I'm not even American Indian. Yeah, I know. Or what are we calling them? American. Native You're Americans. Not American. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, I'm, I'm not, not even American apparel. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, for my Billy the Kid? Yeah. Emilio Estevez. Because <laughs> he already played him. Because <laughs> he played him. Young Guns. I'm going way on the nose there. Ah, that's hilarious. So that's all of our historical figures. Yep, now we're at the top three, right? That's right, sir. Rufus. Rufus. Um, because he was played by George Carlin, one of the best stand-up comedians of all time. Correct. Uh, I went with another stand-up. I didn't go with my first choice because I've used my first choice a few times. Mm-hmm. So I went with Lewis Black here. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking Rufus. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, that's that's I, I he would add a new dynamic to that. Uh-huh. I see it. Would he be do, doing calm Lewis Black? No, or he'd just, be angry Lewis Black. I don't even know what Lewis Black would sound I like. Told calm. you kids to not fuck up right. the time stream. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, all right, so the Rufus character. Hold on, a little tangent here. I think it's odd. So the first time he shows up, they're outside of the Circle K, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he shows up with the with the, the TARDIS, the the phone booth, and talks to him. And then the other phone booth with other Bill and Ted shows up, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh, you know," they're telling them, "Hey, Rufa, hey, listen this to this guy. guy. He knows what he's he talking, knows what he's about. talking about. Like, about. You've 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 met, you've known him for like five minutes." That's the thing they set up, and I'm like, and I couldn't remember in this film, like, oh, I I guess they share some moments later on, but no, not really. Yeah, he gives them the phone book and another uh, phone booth, and then flies off. And but yet when they see him again, they're like, "Hey, we go way back," but. No, you, to had, yesterday. You, sh- you shared nothing together. Right. Yes. Uh, so that leaves anyway, us sorry. Our, our final two. Oh, wait. Two. I didn't tell you my Rufus, Oh, though. who's your Rufus? Sir Ben Kingsley. Wow. That's my Rufus. That's good. He'd have fun with that role. I think Ben Kingsley would be great. I, I want him to be sexy beast Ben Kingsley. <laughs> so he's just fucking mean. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No fucking way. No fucking way. No, how, no fucking way. <laughs> have you ever seen that movie? I haven't yet, but I know you that scene. You need to I've see that, that movie. Scene. Oh, my God. He is a fucking force of nature. That's what that I hear. Uh, all right. So our titular characters, Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have tits. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's your fan fiction. I got another no, story. I want don't to read no no. <laughs> uh, all right. So who do you have for Bill and Ted? For uh, it's not it's not really a duo. Um, and this was tough. Um, actually, one of them's easy. The other one's a little tough. Uh, for Bill, actually, they're interchangeable. Pick one. But uh, I went with Dave Franco. You know, James Franco's fun. Beca- <laughs> I almost went with Dave Franco. Yeah, it's predictable, but it's tough with the young actors that are age appropriate for, I know, this, for this movie. Which is really why tough. both of mine are thirty-year-olds yeah. in real life. I just didn't even care. So I went Dave Franco for the one. <laughs> um, you know what's sad is that That's we, what I did with Toy Soldiers last last right. Week. We already have uh, the perfect recast for um, Bill and Ted, and it's the dude. Where's my car? Duo uh-huh. of Ashton Kutcher and uh-huh. uh, what's his name Stifler. <laughs> yeah, they would have been great. They would have been great Bill and Ted's. But instead, I have Dave Franco and my other one. Um, I think he could do this. Having seen what he's done in the last couple of months on social media, uh, I think Shia LaBeouf <laughs> oh, would be a good Ted and or Bill. Wow. Just I want to see batshit crazy. Just do it, uh-huh. Shia LaBeouf though. Gotcha. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> um, my Bill and Ted. Yep. You you might know them as uh, oh no 
as Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter. Oh! Tom Felton and Daniel Radcliffe as Bill and Ted. Would they be doing American accents? Yes, like the Valley would. Boy yep. accents? Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. And uh, my movie, it's funny you you mentioned Dude, Where's My Car? Uh-huh. My movie would be directed by Danny Liner, who directed Dude, Where's My Car? That's great. That is better than my pick, which was Tim Burton, just because I wanted somebody who could do uh, a, a, a an oddly paced, oddly scripted film. Well, dude, I mean, you look Some at Tim effects. Burton's work on uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that's kind of what that's I'm feeling. Pretty fucking great, and they both have adventure in the title. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah. Maybe that's why I was in my brain. My synapses were making some connections. That's right. Even my conscious wasn't aware of. If you have any thoughts about uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, or if you would recast it differently, or if you have any comments about what we've done with the movie, uh, did you say who your director was? I just said Tim Burton. God damn it. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I've got, I've Remember we fucking, talked about how I've got daddy the brain. same name. I've got the, daddy brain. Yeah, you have a good excuse. <laughs> uh, if you've got any thoughts about how you would recast this film, go ahead and uh, contact us on Facebook. In the search bar, put in the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you talk back to us. And uh, not only let us know your thoughts about the episode, what we've had to say, but if you have any suggestions for a movie that we should watch, uh, go ahead and put it there, and we'll add it to the list. Mm. Uh, we've also got a, a website, right? We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not edits bay. What is it? Oh, I'll tell you, Joe. <laughs> Please don't yell. <laughs> no, you're who's, scaring the baby. Who's yelling? Editingbay.com is our website. You will find links. I am talking like a robot. <laughs> find links to our Facebook page, and our Twitter handle is at the editing bay. That time, it is the editing bay. At the editing bay, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have all of the all of our past episodes in our archive section there. Also, I haven't mentioned it in a while. We have t-shirts. We have a little swag that you can buy. Limited um, edition. Or if you want to leave a review on iTunes, I will personally uh, put a stamp, lick stamp. That will be my saliva on that stamp that I will uh, adhere, affix to a package containing said t-shirt. Biohazard. For you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if Hand, you want, handle with rubber gloves. If you'd like herpes, <laughs> go ahead and rub that stamp all over your body. Uh, so It's a gift that keeps on giving. If you get our podcast through your Apple device, uh, go ahead and go to your podcasting app and leave us a review. A yep. review and a rating, like Joel said. Leave us a little review, and uh, and he might send you a T-shirt. I will. Uh, but we definitely need those because we're trying to get that live show off the ground. We want to do another live show, but we don't want to have to pay out of pocket again for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way we do that is by getting sponsors. The easiest way for us to entice sponsors to come on board with us is if we show them that they were popular and we've got people that listen and leave us reviews and that you know we, we bring people some joy. So we would enjoy that if you went to the podcasting app. Uh, and then in the search function, put in Next Wave Radio. That'll bring up all of our shows. And go ahead and tap on the editing bay. And that little middle thing will say review. Bam. Tap on that. Leave us a five-star review and uh, or rating. And then leave us a review as well. Uh, we would appreciate that. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and go to our other shows here on the Next Wave Radio Network. There's My Comic Life with yeah. Jeff and Sam. Uh, where they talk about all kinds of comic booky stuff, nerd stuff. Uh, what's 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 in the news for this week? Things. Things. <laughs> so if you want to hear about things, I love uh, things. That is that is where it's you my wanna, favorite topic. It's what you want to get, man. Yeah, at any moment, I could bring you on to talk about. Like, <laughs> you got to be ready to tease what's going on with your show. <laughs> uh, and uh, MVP, the most valuable podcast with Danny and Matthew, 
where they talk about sports and sports entertainment. Mm. Uh, I think they took this last week off because of SummerSlam, uh, but you could still catch the episode where Sarah came on with the baby, and we kind of talked about our SummerSlam predictions. Yeah, I need to listen now. Uh, if you don't have an Apple device, Android users, you can use the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps to search iTunes and find our show as well. So next week. Mm, I can't wait. Yeah, can you? Is, is it, is it uh, topical? Well, the movie you've chosen? I don't think it's topical. No. It's just that I had one movie kind of pointed out, like, and ready to go, uh-huh. locked in. It was chambered. Uh-huh. And then you said something like, I'm never going to watch that movie as oh. we were just sitting here talking. No. And uh, I've decided we're going to watch The Wait. Lone Ranger. Well, no, what? We're going to watch The Lone Ranger. Come on. Disney's The Lone Ranger. Nobody likes this movie except for you. I dig it. And Army Hammer. Next Jesus. week, right here on the editing. Wait, is this bay. negotiable? It is. I do no, not I negotiate not. with terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to catch you guys next week. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Oh, Joel, always a pleasure. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Thanks, Kimosabi. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.